This is Kevin Special K Daily, formerly a member of the world famous Harlem Globetrotters. Coming up next is the X's on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I can't wait to see what they got to say this week. Look out! up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn, but think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music, maybe it's a habit, I gotta use it. Straight out of Compton, crazy Michelle Simpson, and you're listening to With the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. Welcome to this week on With the Exes. I'm Stony Rhodes. I'm Lakinya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realists, and this is your safe place to start the hard conversations. Welcome to Under Construction Manufactured Marriages with our guests who will join us in about an hour, Reverend Chris Will. You can find out more information on www.withtheexes.com. Come, jumping right in. What's popping? <sighs> I already pulled out the shades because it was relevant. <laughs> it's real relevant, so I'm just gonna choose a pair. Okay. So, Champagne and Shades is brought to you by the Elite School of Etiquette yes. and Glitzy Gals in Atlanta, Georgia. And this week on Champagne and Shades with Stony, what's popping now? You're gonna love this. Okay. So apparently there was a study done by Pew Research and the status is younger guys are not as quick to marry because fem feminism has basically killed their mojo. Oh. Gotta get my glass ready. So what the fellas are saying basically is women act like we don't need them anymore. Okay. 
we sound like if a woman isn't happy it's almost always a man's fault oh, wow. and we are always trying to fix them Ooh. so I have been trying to figure out and this was from a listener by the way a listener sent this particular topic in and it okay. was a guy I don't know if he was hitting around that right. this is true or if he right. just felt we needed to talk about it okay. so I'm like raise your glasses because this gonna already be some drama just raise it just a little yeah so me my first thought was well what the heck is fixing right like I get that there are women who act like they don't need a man. Right. That's their business. That's right. not really mine. No. That's that's not me. No. Um, I think I understand when they feel like if a woman is not happy, it's almost always a man's fault. Right. I'm not going to say it's always a man's fault, but I'm pretty sure he's somewhere in that equation. I'm just saying. And it doesn't have to be her man. Right. It could be her brother. Right. I mean, it's just. Or her dad. I'm just saying. Right. It is not a man's world, contrary right. to what James Brown said. Absolutely. <laughs> but the third one kind of bothered me just a little bit because I felt like I don't think we're trying to fix. Now, there are some women, don't get me wrong, some people just need something to do. A project. And you know they're out there. Yes, they just have right. to have something to do. Right. However, I feel like there's also a group of women who are really just trying to build their guy up. And so that to them that might be fixing. So I okay. tried to get men to tell me what does fixing mean? Like yes. what qualifies what like? a fixing? So right. I'm gonna throw the number out right now oh, just in case do. somebody wants to join us on that. Please you can do. reach us at 214-717-4678 because I know that the definition of fixing right. is relative to right. the man or the woman. Right. But I have a volunteer trip during the night going to the bathroom on her husband's shoe hurt her knee can't volunteer until the doctor releases her now i'm sure she sold him to pick his shoes up before right. a time or two right so is that fixing or is that just i'm gonna need you to pick up after yourself because that to me is not fixing I, that's not fixing at all and you need to pick your shoes up right i mean some things we do have to say that I really feel like we shouldn't have to. Yes. But I feel like because they were so used to their mothers babying them, they, that now they feel like we should pick up where the mom left off. And that's just not what we're doing. That's not what, that's not what I'm doing. No, we, as in us, that's not what we are doing. No. Because my no. thought is, who was doing it before you met me? Right. Right. So I don't have Your to mama. do that. The expectation of me doing that voluntarily, right. that shouldn't even have crossed your mind. Yeah, no. So I was like, okay, so what else could qualify as fixing? Um, I would also say, like, um, just say they need employment. So me encouraging you to get a job is fixing? I, I believe maybe because they want to do something and they're holding out for that particular thing. And you're just saying, I've known this to be true. Okay. And so you're saying, no, you need to work. And they're trying to hold out, you know, hold off for something else. For a specific else. thing. Right. That could, that could be considered fixing. 
I guess that could be considered fixing. The one man in the room won't say anything. Oh, no. We've established that two oh, months yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if there is anyone out there who can tell us what fixing qualifies as from the male perspective right. or if there are some women who are like oh no I know what fixing looks like please right. enlighten us because I don't know right. what fixing looks like although I will share this I have a girlfriend she's been divorced for a number of years her husband came back after the fact and said I realized that you weren't trying to fix me you were trying to make me a better man Wow to me that's what most of us are trying to do so I don't know how they get fixing meat yeah so you're confusing help meat with fixing then oh. we have a problem anyway that means we probably have a problem with the definition of a soulmate and the definition of a covenant and the definition definition of a relationship yeah so that's why we need a male's point of view because I know people right now that that will say, well, I've I've suggested mm -hmm. that my husband do such and such and such. Okay. And he regrets me or he is frustrated with me because he feels like I'm trying to push him into something that can be considered fixing. So we just confused. So we, we, we have really no idea what fixing is. A male. Yeah. To let us know. And if it's something we're not supposed to be doing or you don't want us to do, I mean, that's something we need to know too. That's why I really want guys to call because if there are enough men out there who are like, I'm not getting married because women are always trying to fix me. Right. We kind of need to know what fixing is to you so we don't do it. And. The thing that bothers me about this particular topic is because they're saying I'm not going to get married because of instead of just saying hey we don't like this right you know what I'm saying? like don't just say I'm not gonna get married say what you don't like. open your mouth say what you don't See, like it goes back to you need to voice your like yeah. open your mouth because it's so much easier to say I'm not going to marry a woman who I believe tries to fix me yes as opposed to I'm not getting I'm married marry. point blank period that's a good point so now you're at a a situation where you know you're not gonna get married right but you're not gonna tell the women that you're in relations with that you're gonna get married so they don't know that your end result is this is as far as it goes exactly. for me because I'm not you're not opening you. your mouth you're not saying that so I'm spending my time wasting my time because you won't just say I don't like A B C and D so if you do those things we can't move on that's so for me, shallow. it just takes it to another level. Yeah, that's shallow. Absolutely. Very shallow. Absolutely. We're going to move on from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because who saying? has time to waste? Nobody. We've talked about that before. Okay, so again, that's what's happening in the world. What is happening in our community news? Okay, we have, this is the last week for the um, Toxic Leadership conference 2019 the the theme scripture is jeremiah 23 1 through 2 it is hosted by dr yvonne jones and guys she just got her doctorate 
and wrote this book. Okay. And so she's having this conference with Bishop uh, Martin being a part of it. So it is going to be wonderful. If you want to register, go to Preventing Toxic Leadership. It, <clears throat> excuse me. In church ministry dot eventbrite.com. Twenty dollars. You can't beat that. $20. For breakfast and lunch. Breakfast and, and lunch. to grow in leadership. That's what it's really about. The food is a bonus. The food is a bonus. Yeah. But to grow in being a leader, which is something we all want to do anyway. Yeah. Should be. So we can communicate our wants, yes. needs, and desires. Yes, so we can understand what fix me. Yeah. <laughs> something as <laughs> Basic as what fix means. Oh goodness. Okay. On to the recap with the Rutledges from Marriage oh. Untamed. I I felt like I needed a t-shirt or a crop top or Girl, some a hoodie, a baseball off. cap, something that just said unleashed, like marriage untamed. Oh my I goodness. I was so impressed by and I need to apologize because it's Mr. Michael and Dr. Zandra Rutledge. I think that in all of my excitement oh for Dr. Guy recommending a guy to the show that I figured he was a colleague. When she said call wow. Michael Rutledge, it was like, okay, I'm gonna call Dr. Michael Rutledge. And so I didn't find out until after that she is the licensed therapist and well, I felt bad. So because yeah. she was like, I have a practice. Right. And so I think that because I specifically said a guy, Dr. Guy, recommended right. him. However, now that we know, you know I've already scheduled them for May. Oh, they will be back. She'll be back. So Dr. Zandra Rutledge will be back. Then oh Marriage gosh. Untamed, the two of them together will come back for um, Marriage versus partnership. Oh we talked gosh. about that a little bit. And then he will be back for contracts and covenants. Love so I went, I was like, I have to get them scheduled before Please. anything else comes Please. in. Yes. So I'm looking forward to just continuing, just doing life. Absolutely. With them because they were useful. They were helpful. They were resourceful. And that's what we want to do on this show. We don't Absolutely. just want to be in here chopping it up. Like right. we can do this at home on the phone. Absolutely. But we being a resource people. and helping people and yes. ourselves because that was good yes so I had lots of takeaways but I think the one that got me the most was when she said you told your best friend your heart when yes. she was talking about how he was talking about the other relationships yes. that he was in yes. and she was there listening to his heart for right. real as a friend right. and I thought that is so true because if you have this moment where you go I'm not telling my mate this or I can't tell my mate that. Right. You probably had a wrong mate. Right. To me it should be no question if you're going to tell them. Right. It should be how am I going to tell them. Right. When am I going to tell them. Right. Let me talk to Jesus like Pastor Q said a right. couple weeks ago to find out how and when. I don't think there should ever be a I'm not going to tell them. Absolutely. So Absolutely. telling your heart you told your best Slowly friend your, your heart, heart but not a lot of people have married their best friends fortunately uh, we've talked to several people on this show that that's exactly how it worked and they're well right so we we're trying to learn a thing or two to help the other people Absolutely. to grow with um the second takeaway was it kind of went with this pew research thing when she said the younger people 
are saying marriage is outdated. Yes. I've never heard that, yeah. but I, I think that they're not saying marriage is outdated. I think the way we do marriage is outdated. I like that. Well, that's just my takeaway because I love love and the idea of marriage. It's just that we have done a piss poor job of presenting marriage the way that it should be. That's so it. I'm not signing up to spend life with somebody who's going to try to fix me. Right. I'm not signing up to do life with somebody who is going to decide right. she's not going to be happy right. and blame me for it. Right. So I get that. And right. it's like I'm not signing off on it, but I I can raise my hand Understand. and say, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to sign up for that either. But right. now if we can take our relationship and redefine it so that it works for us in Jesus. And they said that too. They did. The Rutledges did. Yes. Yeah, and so did Michelle. She said every marriage it. is its own country. Yes. So we have to stop saying that marriage has to be this way. Right. And we need to do away with divorce is not an option for the masses. Right. Divorce may not be an option for you at your house. Right. It's your address. Right. But for me in my house, right. that's our business. Right. You going to just make me go crazy with somebody? Right. So that was my takeaway. Be unhealthy. Yeah, you're going to hold me accountable to being right. unhealthy. We talked about that with Dr. Right. Guy. Instead of giving me God's grace right. and saying that this works best for me in my right. house. As that's for me in my house. So we can serve the Lord that. from separate addresses. Right. I'm going to shut part. up about that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Okay, you ruffled What was your takeaway, girl? <laughs> I, I had so many, but I'm going to stick with two. The first one was when he first started talking, and he said that someone told him about praying, praying for a mate. Yes. At 16, someone gave him that type of wisdom to pray for a mate. And get this, if we didn't have such a lack of role models for men, we would be better off. Marriages would be better off. Divorce rates would be lower. Yeah. Because we always have people talking to women. Yes. But we don't have a lot of people talking to men. And it needs to be equal because Men and women are both in the relationship. Both of us together. So you can't just have people talking to women, this is what it looks like in a marriage. But no one's telling the man what a husband looks like in a marriage. So that was big for me. That was. Um, the second thing is when they said, you represent God. Yes. And when you are not representing God the way you should, then... How does God feel about you? Uh -huh. So we're in a marriage and I'm mistreating you. How does God feel about me? But I like when she said represent. Like yes. you're representing God. Yes. That was really, I like really that good. Too. So yes. it tied into Ooh, that. I love that. Absolutely. Oh, this is good to me. Okay, you are listening to With the Exes on Fishbowl Radio Network.
Do you want this or you not want this? And I love, I use the matrix in the council session all the time. You want the red pill, the green pill. And people need to have an option. Like, don't let me get into this and then find out that was about a cracker jacks. And I don't like the game that's inside of it. We we talk about that too. Yeah. This and more with the X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. This is D.D. Ingram, host of the D.D. Ingram Show, heard right here on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Join me and my co-host, Alan Bond, Troy Washington, and the lovely Candace Jackson each and every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for some of the most interesting topics on radio along with the best in urban contemporary music. Experience the show where laughter is the norm, not the exception. Don't miss the show. That's the D.D. Ingram Show. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Back to With The Exes, I'm Sonny Rose. I'm LaKenya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realists, and this is your safe place to start the hard conversations. We are going to get into Manufactured Marriages, part three. It is getting to know Derek. Okay. So, 
tell us just you know a few details what getting to know Derek looked like you guys were on the campus we got that from the last couple of weeks right. he was working you were a freshman right. you guys started dating or how long did you guys hang out before you officially started dating in in that whole getting to know period well um I would say maybe a month I mean it okay was, it was quick we we only dated for a little while and then um, I mean we only got to know each other for a little while before we officially started mm -hmm. dating seriously um, it didn't take us long to know that there was chemistry and we had a connection got it so I think when you know you just know and so you don't have to take forever right doing that so for me I'm not a person who likes to waste time anyway so right um, when I knew that it was a person that I didn't mind spending my time with then it was I was goal. all in it was a goal for you right that is so funny <laughs> that you said that because now I'm like hmm <laughs> really we are more alike than we ever thought wow. than we were because for me getting to know him uh, we talked about just hanging out at the basketball games having dinner taking yes. walks phone calls um, emails just yes. basically because I really am a relational person so yes. I think that had a lot to do with it for me because right. I like to get to know people and to just talk and so when I thought about getting to know him it was finding out that he is from a rather large family it's two of me it's me I said two of me my mom has two so me and my sister and then my dad has two so I have another sister and so he is the second to the youngest of six yes found out about being a pastor's kid pledged Alpha at East Texas State. I pledged AK. You didn't mention you pledged AK. Right. Um, finding out that you worked at the radio station. And so for me in the season that I was in, it was right. like, okay, a lot of similarities. Mm. Faith, yes. family, young and coming, professional. Mm. Um, just all the stuff that I thought was in alignment with what it is that I wanted. Because remember, right. I was in a season of I had built a queendom, as Dr. Guy called it, that I didn't know. So I had the job and the career and the money. So life to me was good. I right. was ready for a family. Gotcha. And so meeting him, it was like, okay, well, maybe this is my season. Right. Or was it? Ooh. And we'll find out more on part four. It's funny that you say that, though, because what attracted you to him is what we did together. Mm. So you're getting to know him, period, was my, um, it was our experience together. Right. So like the pledging, all that together, you know, just all of those things together. Right. So that is what was so, that's what's so crazy for you know right for us because it's like me on the front end and us doing all those things and then y'all on the back end those things brought y'all together right so that's crazy so it is crazy and we are having slight technical difficulties we the caller 
If you're listening, go ahead and call back. It's our guest for the evening. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah, you may need to answer it. Okay, so we are closing out Manufactured Marriages Part 3. Yes. And so, y'all, it gets better and better because, yes. of course, we're learning as yes. we go. And so we're sharing our story because we know that it's not the only story like this. Absolutely. It's just what do you do with it? And we're the only ones talking about it. Yeah, like, well, I know you have to get to that place. And right. I shared before that I just talked. Right. So I have to be sure that everybody is comfortable with that talking. Absolutely. So you guys, we are now at the Soul to Soulmate Experience. And our guest for the evening is actually on the phone, Reverend Chris Will. He has been married um, for some, some years and in ministry for some years, like decades. And he is um, actually a counselor. And he's an executive director over a nonprofit organization as well. So, Reverend Pastor Dr. Mr. Will, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's kind of low. Okay. So, we are now going into the Soul to Soulmate experience. And I'm going to just ask you to jump in once... Um, I lay this out. Now, Chris okay. is actually the person who, when I brought this to him in the beginning, I think before the show was even a show, okay. I was talking to him about Genesis 24 mm -hmm. and um, Isaac finding Rebecca mm. and just the whole concept of, I really, to my heart, believe there's somebody, I don't believe there's somebody for everybody like folks say, right. but I do right. believe that for everybody that God intended to be married, there is somebody he wanted them to be married to. And so Chris said, girl, you're trying to start a fight. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was the, he said something that I hadn't that I didn't know, and it was that this is something that has been widely divided in the church for years. Like this is something that they talk about, mm -hmm. and so I don't know how much you can share with that of us, Chris. But I think it'd be interesting to find out from um, a clerical perspective. Right. What is the conversation around? the whole passage in Genesis 24 where he prayed specifically for the wife to be found and God answered that prayer. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, thank you both for having me on the show tonight. You're um, welcome. It's an honor and a privilege to be a part of it. And I'm excited for the two of you and just keep up the good work. I think this is an important thing for individuals to be able to have this level of dialogue, um, you know, at this level and, um, and then being able to uh, continue that conversation even in their households and with friends and family. But, uh, but again, thank you for having me. And, and so, you know, as you said, Shondell, when we were originally talking about, you know, Genesis 24, with uh, Isaac, Isaac and Rebecca, um, you know, I think a lot of times when we first start talking about this idea of soulmates or this idea of, you know, finding Mr. or Mrs. Wright and praying for that 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 special somebody, I think we have to go back and look at the uh, the idea of how God first constructed marriage to start off with. Um, if we go all the way back to the garden with Adam and Eve, we see that, you know, Adam was, you know, first created and then Eve and we know that God created Eve with this idea that 
Adam was lonely and he needed somebody. You know, here he is naming the animals. You know, and um, he's seeing there's 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 two of every kind and he's naming them. Um, but then you know he's not. There's no one. For, there's no one for him. But he wasn't even aware of the need. God had to be the one that actually you know saw saw the need and, and addressed the need. So it starts with this basic premise that God understands our needs before we do. Um, he understands that what we need, who we need, and, and he understands what it would take for us to be able to. Um, now, Adam was complete. You know, he was complete in what God made him because God doesn't make anything incomplete. But it was the idea of bringing someone along beside him to do the work that God had called him to do. So Adam had a job, you know, and he had a responsibility and a purpose. But in that, God saw the need to bring someone along beside him, you know, for the purpose purposes of, of marriage and even beyond that family. And so if we start with that basic idea that God was the author of marriage and he was the one that constructed it, designed it, and you know, he gave a purpose to it and he had a very idea of what he wanted it to be, that means that I by default am not the one to define marriage or define what it is or even who I'm supposed to be with. Now, I can have a preference, I can have a like, I can have an interest because we know that, you know, um, if you look all throughout the word and throughout scriptures, you know, people have preferences all day long. You know, they have likes and, and dislikes. You know, God has preferences. He has uh, things that he likes and doesn't like, you know, and it says that we were created in his image. And so there's 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 different things about us that are innate and, and built into who we are. But the problem is, is that we also see in the garden that there was a fall. When Eve, you know, was deceived by the serpent, Adam, you know, willfully disobeyed and the two of them, you know, ate the fruit and they were made aware of their nakedness. In other words, they had the, they ate the knowledge of good and bad, and so they became they they became um, separated from God because of their sin, and so all of a sudden you have this mindset that had been once in a pure situation that was under God's authority in alignment with God's perspective that now became tainted, and you have this idea of this corrupted thinking, this corrupted perspective. So when you start thinking about individuals who say, "I know what I want," "I know what I." I like this is my preference the question becomes is this your preference and your like in, in in alignment with God's purpose and will for your life or is this your purpose and like outside of that in other words is he influencing and shaping the way that you're looking at it or is that you bringing that to the table you because said if we something, are born Chris. to sin and shaped in iniquity and we have a, a sinful you know the Bible says our hearts are desperately wicked deceitful above above all things who can know it well when it talks about heart it's not talking about the organ that beats blood in your body. It's talking about the seatbed of your emotions, your thoughts, your intellect, your mindset. And so that means your mind is corrupted. So to say, I know what I want or what I need, if that did not come from God and it's not in alignment with God wanted for you, then you basically are operating from a a, 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 uh, a fleshly motivation. That's what I wanted motivation. to get back to. Yeah, you said something mm -hmm. that I threw out, I think a couple weeks ago, when it just dawned mm -hmm. on me, God put Adam to sleep and created mm -hmm. Eve. So it's not like he got Adam's input. So mm -hmm. he apparently gave Adam what Adam needed because if he wanted mm -hmm. to give him what he wanted, right. he would have asked. Right. So right. you definitely right. clarified when Adam that. Woke up, he said, Woo, man. You know, yeah, so, he liked it so. when he saw it. <laughs> yeah. So now this goes into what we're gonna be talking about tonight is under construction, manufactured marriages. And mm. so thank you for the backstory on Adam and Eve. 
and as it relates to making the decision with Isaac and Rebecca because what we're going to do is go into David and Bathsheba because you and I had a conversation about that and you told me some things that I didn't even realize like the shenanigans that David was really up to and so I like to give the backstory for our message and this one actually came from something that was confirmation for this show I don't know if I told you I was watching um, Red Table Talk Will and Jada haven't seen it since I think mm -hmm. I was supposed to just see that show yeah. it was mm -hmm. part two where he was talking about he saw Jada on a different world and asked I want to call him Carlton Alfonso if he knew her and he said yeah so Will went to a party right. to go and meet Cherie yes. no he went to a party to go meet Jada, Jada. Mm -hmm. but he saw Cherie mm -hmm. got distracted mm -hmm. married Cherie had a mm -hmm. son with Cherie met Jada talked to her had a great conversation mm -hmm. they both Instantly. separated he said he went to the back to the table at the restaurant. No, no, no. He got up from the table at the restaurant, went to the bathroom, and broke right. down crying uh. because in that moment he realized he had married the wrong woman. Yes. Although he never would have divorced his first wife, Cherie, until she told him, so you're just going to make me stay with you? I don't even love you anymore. You're right. just going to keep me in this marriage? And he said that's when it hit him. So yes. he gave her the divorce and immediately called Jada. Yeah. And they've been together ever since. And so when I read that, I said, this is what you want me to be doing now. This is right. what you want me to be talking about now. Right. And this is why, whether people are ready for it or not, there is a biblical premise yes. to this thing, whether you call it a soulmate or not. Absolutely. I just call it the one that God ordained for you. Right. Um, actually, I think we should go with... Um, Life choice, soul, S-O-L-E, someone you're just mm -hmm. going to walk with, mm -hmm. or God's consecration. How about that? Oh. Like, like did you that. make a life choice or did God consecrate this thing for you? I like and that. so leading into that then, Chris, mm -hmm. where then does David's story pick up? Because you shared with wow. me, we all know mm -hmm. David was supposed to be at battle, mm -hmm. but he stayed right. home. Right. So when you said David knew what time it was when he took that walk on the roof, I was like, he did. He right. was like, yeah, David knew it was bad time. So in my mind, I'm right. like, David went looking. David was a, a what do you call it, a purveyor? Yeah. <laughs> Where you? David was a peeping <laughs> Tom. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. as I was preparing for this show, all these questions were coming up. It was kind of like, right. okay, so did David love Bathsheba or did David just want Bathsheba? Because when right, you read right. Genesis 24 about finding Isaac and Rebecca, um, love isn't even mentioned until the second to the last sentence, scripture in that whole passage. So we're going to talk about David and Bathsheba, love, needs, wants, all of that good stuff when we come back. So hang on.
Back in my day, we advertised like men. Get up on the rooftop and use what we call lung pyre. Come and get it! Nowadays, they got what's called the internet. It goes worldwide. And on this internet is what's called fishbowlradio.com, a network of over 100 personality-driven radio shows. Now that's a lot of lung power. Sounds like a good way to get the word out about your business. Call them, 817-633-4880, and jump in. Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug. Afrocentric living is a big shrug. A life filled with that's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. If you diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip the dog and give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a smug glove. So back on up, cause you know about to rip shit up Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side Staying alive was no job, had second hands Moms bounced on old men, so then we moved to Shallon Land A young youth, you're rocking the go tooth Low goose, only way I begin to G-York was drug loot It was all a dream, I used to read Word Up magazine Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine Hanging pictures on my wall Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall I let my tape rock till my tape pop Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock I got you stuck off the realness We be the infamous, you heard of us Official Queensbridge murderers Tomorrow comes equipped for warfare Beware of my crime family Who got enough shots to share for all those Who wanna profile and pose Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone Cousin, every man for himself in his land, we be gunning. Out of bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hoochie screaming. Fainting for money and alcohol, the life of a West Side player with cows die. And it's wrong ball. Only in Cali will we riot, not rally to live and die. In LA, we wear chucks, not valley. Yeah, that's FBRN.us. Don't forget to download the free app on your smartphone and tablets and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome back to With The Exes. I'm Stoney Rose. I'm Lakinya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realists, and this is your safe place to start the hard conversations. Speaking of hard conversations, we have Reverend Chris Will on the phone, and he is about to share just a little bit of biblical insight behind the David and Bathsheba story uh, and how it... I don't want to necessarily say ties into Isaac and Rebecca because personally I don't think it does. David went off and did what he wanted to do as opposed to the other person who prayed for a mate specifically for Isaac. And so Chris, you can pick up from David being on the roof, looking out right. over the horizon saw Bathsheba and thought that it was good even though it already belonged to somebody else. That part. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, so 
you know, one of the things that we have to look at when we start talking about this idea of, you know, individuals who desire to get married and then they may go out and find somebody to get married to um, is that we know marriages can begin all kinds of ways. You know, it can begin as individuals dating in high school. It can begin as individuals who, you know, may have met um, on a job or individuals who may have, you know, uh, been in other relationships and then they left that relationship to get into another one or, or, or just, you know, even prearranged marriages where individuals may not have known mm -hmm. the person prior to and the family, you know, set it up. So there's all kinds of ways marriages can start. But one of the things that is important to understand about that is how a marriage starts can have a real uh, impact on how that, that the, the foundation of that marriage and how it continues. Because whatever the skill sets, whatever the the uh, the, uh, the thought process was about the marriage as it begins, um, will go a long ways into the health of that marriage and how it how it continues or even ends. So in this situation with David and Bathsheba, as you were saying, you know, you had a scenario where David, being the king, um, was supposed to be at war, you know, with the troops. Um, that was his responsibility. That was what he was, um, you know, was called on to do at that particular time and with an expectation. But for whatever reason, David chose to stay back. Um, and then there was a time of day when it was common for women to be bathing. And, and you have David out on his rooftop and being the king, you know, he had prime real estate. So he could look out over all of the city and see, you know, over all the rooftops and see what was going on on and so we don't necessarily know if he had seen her before or or if he knew that you know there would be that individual there at that time of day but we do know that when he saw her um, he liked what he saw and he went and had his servant to go get her and bring her to him and he had you know uh, an adulterous affair with her um, she was married you know of course David was married um, and you know a lot of people like to point to the fact that he had, he had multiple wives but the reality was is that she had one husband and so, uh, you know, he got her pregnant and realized that he had messed up. And so to cover his sin, um, what he tried to do and, and is to get uh, her husband back from the front line. He was a soldier under David and uh, and bring him back and let him have some R&R &R and be able to spend time with his wife and then, you know, him going back out. And that would cover up the, the situation. But uh, where you had his soldier uh, or David, where David called Uriah the Hittite, which was uh, Je uh, excuse me, Bathsheba's husband, mm -hmm. you know, he was loyal and he was a soldier first and he had a commitment to do what he wanted to, you know, do what he was supposed to be doing. And so you have this contrast of two people, the person that should have been doing the right thing as a leader and leading his, his group, you know, decided to take a time out from what his responsibilities were to step outside of his marriage and to in, in, impact somebody else's household. Wow. And then you had the person who was given sort of permission to be able to enjoy what was rightfully his, his wife, but he was more committed to doing what he knew was supposed to be for the whole. So um, I guess the first point I want to make is a lot of times when you see people getting in relationships and even marriages that are not necessarily something that God ordained or, or called them to be in, it typically began with them being in a situation where they were disconnected with what God's will was for their life. Um, they were in a season of, of, of doing their own thing, if you will. They were focused on their own selfish motivations and desires, and as a result of that, you know, they ended up getting involved in a relationship that was not ordained. And you see the 
this a lot when individuals have sex outside of marriage. You know, they, they're ready to have sex, they're ready to be in a relationship, to become sexual, or maybe they just wanted sex and that's what they wanted. Um, you know, was pleasing to his eyes. You know, all of those different things. And it's the same thing with the fruit in the garden. Even Adam saw it and it was pleasing to their eyes, so they ate it. So you know, it's the same kind of just sin over and over again that a lot of times when we want what we want, we go after it and don't think about the ramifications and consequences. Now, and unfortunately, Chris, we see that too often in the marriages. Did Bathsheba have a choice in this situation or because David was the king and he ordered her, did, did she have to go through with it? Yeah, and that's a very good question. A lot of times, you know, there is, you know, conversation back and forth around that. Um, we see that, you know, um, she was a willing participant um, because, you know, when Uriah came, um, we don't see any mention of her, you know, um, uh, you know, telling her husband, you know, what happened. Now, we, this is this twofold part of this. You know, when you have positions of people in positions of authority like a king, obviously there are some consequences that if you don't listen to the king, that could be a, that could be a dangerous situation. Right. And we do see that could happen in a workplace setting where you know individuals may have a boss that hits on them, or maybe they might be mm. in a situation where a landlord or, or just some other individual in a position of Makes power sense. and authority may you know approach. Them. And so now they're faced with that, that, that reality. Do I concede with what's going on? Do I give in? And But what we see in this particular passage of Scripture as we, we read through it, um, we know that, um, it, 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 and further down, and, I, and I'll get into this in a little while, is that, you know, she probably was a victim of, of the king's position. Right. But there was also a willingness to participate. Because he was the king. Like, the king thinks I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. And, and not it's only sense. that, there wasn't a, 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 a uh, there was not even a kind of conversation with her husband to try to let him know what was going on, or to confide oh, in him. She you know, covered of it what up. took place. Right. You know. And, and we do know see other passages in the scripture where individuals were, you know, um, were approached by people in positions of authority where they did push back. And so it's not to knock Bathsheba, but, you know, different people have different ways of handling situations. But we do know that um, there is a scenario where, you know, um, in people that are sometimes in marriages where um, they, 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 uh, they have sex outside of their marriage, you know, commit adultery, you know, they have their reasons, they have their rationale for why they do what they do. And if they choose to uh, pursue, you know, that relationship further with the individual that's not their spouse, then, you know, they can begin to justify their reason and rationale. You know, I had to do it. You know, my, my marriage is not what it needs to be. This person doesn't satisfy me. You know, whatever those reasons. And we don't really see in the scripture all of the different things that was going on with Uriah and Bathsheba. But what we do know is that there wasn't a conversation between Uriah and Bathsheba about the situation that had taken place. And so, you know, something. what ultimately led to Uriah's death. Also, um, Chris, you make, made a good point when you were talking about um, how when we're not focused on God. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote on my sticky right before you said that. When we're not focused on God, there's a ripple effect. So mm -hmm. I'm not focused on God. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So therefore, I see something that I'm not supposed to see. But had I mm. been doing what God wanted me to do, mm -hmm. I never would have seen what I wasn't supposed to see in the first place. That's good. Correct. So Correct. then I'm seeing something that I, I was never supposed to see. Right. But I do. So now right. I am forced to make a decision. 
Do right. I do right. the right thing? Or do I do what my flesh mm -hmm. wants me to do? Right. So then right. when you decide to do what your flesh wants you to do, then there's a ripple effect because now I'm having to cover up what I did because I was in flesh. Right. And now it has affected someone who was doing what he was supposed to do. Got him killed. And got him killed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you two right. are still here. Now, of course, you have to suffer, too. Right. You you know, she went through a dep depression when her son died. Yes. But, but my point is, had you not done what you were doing in the first place, and had you been focused on God like you were supposed to be, these things wouldn't have ever happened. You wouldn't have even been forced to make that decision had you been doing the right thing. Now, so now right. we're in cover-up mode. And you said something that I wrote in my notes. It actually says Bathsheba could have needed counseling after a murdered husband and a dead baby. Absolutely. See? She was in mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she, she probably needed to reach out to somebody, but the village people probably told the girl, just try Jesus. You know, or, yeah. or some of the women probably said, well, that was your fault for missing. You know they it. did. Cause yeah. And she had to suffer because Jesus hadn't made it yet. <laughs> so How she, about that? Yeah. Yeah, he hadn't even made <laughs> well, it you yet. Know, that there is a different perspective that uh, that you will hear some some theologians will 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 suggest that Bathsheba didn't necessarily have to bathe out on the rooftop at that time of day that she did. That there may have been awareness that the king could see from his you know purview, you know people on the rooftop, and that she may have been you know okay. out there to be seen. You know she now again we, we don't we, we we don't know. That's we why know, her name again, is Bad know, Sheba. But, but there are different perspectives. <laughs> so maybe her name was Sheba before all this happened, and she became Bad Sheba. <laughs> That's what the people in the village called her after all this transpired. She's she's Bad Sheba. And, and the, that is funny. And the thing is, is that we know that you know um, David. You know, really, this was actually a scenario where no one knew because it says that David thought he had gotten away with it. You're you know, right. There was only like so you know Nathan one person came. that knew, and that was the person that went to go get her. But then when God, you know, Revealed you know, had to move yeah. in and let God and let David know, hey, you know what you did was wrong. He this sent the prophet, yeah. you know, to 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 correct him on what happened because he thought he had got away with it when he when went ahead and got uh, Uriah murdered. Right. But I think going back to the point you made. It is very true. A lot of times individuals, when they're not operating in the will of God, they find themselves in circumstances that now, um, you know, one thing leads to another. And, um, and especially when you talk about relationships or getting involved with somebody that God didn't call you to be with. And you see it all the time. Individuals, you know, they, get, they, they may end up getting involved sexually. So now their emotions and their feelings get wrapped up in a situation and where that person may not created. be the right person or they could be, you know, married or already and and as much as individuals are telling them you know this is not the right thing to do you don't need to be doing this because they already now have been made aware you know of the fact that this is something
and it and, and it can be exciting. It can, it can it can it can stimulate you and and create a level of excitement that you know you now it's sort of like a high that you get that you want to mm. continue to do that Adrenaline. until you get found out Absolutely. or caught, and then all of a sudden, or until like in this situation, uh, you know something happens to you or or the death of somebody, but it was a death of a marriage also, you know, yeah. and so uh, so I think there's so many different things that's woven into this this passage of scripture. Um, but I think going back to your original point, we do have to recognize that, you know, um, the enemy's goal and desire is to get us to uh, to be distracted and to be uh, involved in things that, you know, God didn't call us to be involved in, you know, especially when it comes to relationships, because they can be so powerful and shape the way that, you know, our, our destiny unfolds. And I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of destinies, I wanted to touch on not just losing that first baby, but even getting to Solomon and the things that came with Absalom and Tamar, just all of the other mm -hmm. kids and all of the issues that they had. I mean, you talk about a family with some dysfunction. Oh my gosh. David's mm -hmm. family has mm -hmm. some serious dysfunction, but right. I'm pretty sure that it came out of the Bathsheba situation once he decided, I want her. Right. Um, I asked the question earlier, I don't even know if David loved Bathsheba. He just wanted Bathsheba. And how many people right. you start off wanting somebody, right? And then you think you fall in love with them. And we right. learned last week only clowns fall, clowns fall on purpose. Right. So now you've fallen for somebody that you never right. were supposed to have been with in the first place. Absolutely. And now you have the what you call it earlier, the snowball yes. effect, the ripple, the ripple effect of all of these things that are now happening as a result of your shoulda, coulda, woulda in that right. one moment in time right. if you had just thought in the spirit and the crazy right, thing right. is these other people suffer behind your behavior yeah so what right. i'm saying is right. you mess up but now innocent people are suffering behind it this is getting right. good to me uh we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about that when we get back up next is the under construction manufactured marriages with reverend chris will you're listening to with the exes on fishbowl radio network Hey, this is Gina Hampton. Catch my show, the Gina Hampton Radio Show, every Friday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. On my show, you'll be able to hear my life and my life lessons. Let's talk about it. Tune in Fridays, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the Red Bull. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Probably holding your smartphone or tablet right now. So simply go to your app store, search Fishbowl Radio Network, and download the new app for free. Then bam, continue listening to the hottest content from sports, music, entertainment, talk radio, and gospel. The Fishbowl Radio Network app. Available free. Download it now. My name is Jamie with the Washington Agency of AIL. Are you a competitor with the determination of greatness? Well, the Washington Agency is looking for candidates like you to join our team. Please call 682-888-2879 and schedule you for an interview. Let's see if you have what it takes to be great. This is Michelle, this is Michelle Stimson. 
and you're listening to With the Exes on Fishbowl Radio Network. Congratulations from Velvet Oasis Events, wedding and event planning. What a great time for us to get acquainted and determine what style, design, and package will work for your upcoming wedding, gala, social, or anniversary event. We specialize in helping people have a better event experience. Velvet Oasis Events customize your event design with your vision in mind. From beginning to end, we're there to assist. So for that wow experience, you won't forget, remember Velvet Oasis Events. To get more details, go to velvetoasisevent.com, velvetoasisevent.com, or call 817-500-1579, 817-500-1579. Fishbowl Radio Network. Your voice matters. Jump in. Everyone, this is Stony Rose from With the Exes. I would like to take this time to say thanks to all of our sponsors and listeners of the show. In appreciation of your loyalty, we will work harder to provide more quality topics and guests for your listening pleasures because, as you know, that's somebody's reality. Welcome back to With The Exes. I'm Stoney Rose. I'm LaKenya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realist. Joining us is Reverend Chris Will for Under, Under Construction, Manufactured Marriages. And we are talking about, in my opinion, the master of manufactured marriages, King David. Yes. I don't know why that stood out, but that's what that seemed like when I thought about David and Bathsheba. I'm like, yeah, he concocted up some stuff. He really, he concocted yeah. that up. So knowing that he concocted that marriage and made it the shenanigan that it was and all of the people like you touched on before the break Lakinya that had to deal with what him and Bathsheba did. Right. I don't even know if I can I can never say Bathsheba again without thinking about Bathsheba. That's her nickname. Um but you know there there has to be an argument I'm sure on one side or another saying well it was supposed to happen because that's the lineage of Christ. And so being a believer and knowing that story and understanding yeah Jesus did come from the house of David. I get that. I think that there was just a way like maybe Uriah may have died in the war because of God's providence and maybe David would have married her afterwards through God's grace and Jesus would have still ultimately been born but when you hoodwink and bamboozle and create circumstances this is what it looks like and so talk to the the losing of the kids like he had a son that was actually trying to murder him yeah. And then he had a son right. who murdered somebody else for raping his sister. Right. So, right. like, what were they doing when all this was going on? Right. 
Well, we know that David had other wives, and we know he had other, he had other children. Right. So when you look at this situation, um, what it really speaks to is this idea of almost like blended families, where there was a marriage that was our children from another marriage, and then uh, you know somebody gets remarried, and then they bring children into that marriage, and a new wife into the you know with the kids that they already had pre-existing, and we know in a lot of blended families there's already you know tension and, and a lot of different things that can be there because you have two different families trying to come together. In the case of David, he had multiple families trying to come together. And the circumstances that surrounded, you know, uh, this situation that David had done, you know, was was definitely, you know, uh, a messed up situation. But, you know, we know that God, uh, David thought he had gotten away with it, you know, and God sent the prophet Nathan, who basically came and, and called David out. And when David, you know, realized that, okay, you know, that he he had been found out and that God knew and that he wasn't off the hook. You know, the interestingly, the prophet Nathan said, because of the sin that you've done, you know, the sword is not going to leave your family. So God had already prophesied to Nathan that there was going to be consequences that was going to take place in your family as a result of this sin. And that, that, that in other words, you have set in motion some things that's going to take place later on. And as you alluded to, uh, we know later on that one of David's children from, from one wife, you know, saw his half-sister um, from another family and wanted to be with her and he ended up raping her and then the brother of the of the uh, of the sister that was raped um, you know was was mad because because King David didn't do anything about it he basically just sort of let it slide and so he he took matters into his own hand he said okay if my father's not going to avenge my sister's rape you know then I'm going to take matters into my hand and then ultimately it led to a family divided and there was a lot of things that, that took place and fell out as a result of that good like a good soap opera yeah. and so we we see that you know the beauty in this though is even though David um, sin led to uh, this dysfunction taking place in his household and yes he did lose the original child that him and Bathsheba had and David mourned you know when 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 um, you know the child uh, you know before the child died but once he found out the child you know was dead and you know it says that you know he now moved forward with his life mm -hmm. but, the, but the reason that's a good point is because Solomon was not the first child he wasn't the child Child right. from the original act of adultery. He was the child that came place after David had repented and actually really married Bathsheba and made him, you know, made her, you know, legitimate. And so it's this idea of redemption. It's this idea that when you see people who, you know, are, are, are maybe have, you know, had a bad start to their marriage, maybe they got married under less than ideal terms, they manufactured a marriage, and, and, and now, you know, there's consequences that would fall out, you know, that happen in the marriage where the kids had issues, the spouses had issues, whatever. But the moment that we get it right, the moment that we repent and we choose to put God first and we say, Lord, you know, forgive me, you know, I want to now move forward, it doesn't remove the consequences. See, that's the thing. We can repent and, yeah. and, and ask God for forgiveness. The consequences still might be there, but we serve a God who says, my love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. And he reconciles us and he redeems us. And even though the sins of the father can can impact the children he can still take that situation and turn it into something where he can get the glory out of it and so in this situation we see that jesus did come from the lineage of david and we see in jesus lineage there was other you know scenarios you know there was a there was a prostitute in jesus lineage i mean there's all kind of different people in jesus lineage 
you know, liars, cheaters, killers, murderers. But I think it speaks to the fact that God is saying, even in a jacked up situation, even in our sin, even when we may have chose to manufacture something, the moment we choose to get it right with God and put God first, it doesn't remove some of the consequences. But what it does do is it allows God to be able to work and do what he does best. You know, restore things, fix the broken areas, and, and turn something that was, was once ugly into something beautiful. That was pretty good. Okay, so along those lines, I think you answered the question that I did have written down. Why is it that you think the church has kind of just accepted the westernization of marriages to the degree that we really do believe that we can have the relationship that we want? as opposed right, to right. just sitting and waiting and and praying for purpose because I think that what I'm hearing in this whole story is we don't give God time to do what he needs to do right ultimately if Jesus was to come through this lineage that means God had a plan right and a time mm -hmm. right. for Jesus to come through this lin right. lineage it could have been easier yeah so that's the whole thing if you don't manufacture your own marriage, wouldn't it be mm. easier? A lot easier. To wait on God. Yeah, but we, so we had he waited on God, wouldn't it have been an easier life for him? Absolutely. And his right. children and his wife. Yes, right. everybody. Everybody. Yeah, right. that's that's a real comment right there. So well, we live in a fallen world. You know, we live in a fallen world. We're, we're sinners, right? Right. And then just like there's a God that loves us, there's an enemy that hates us. And, um, and you know, the Bible says that, you know, we, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so when you see people make a lot of these poor decisions, and, and even as you alluded to, Shondell, where there seems to be this acceptance and this embrace of, of a, a really an unbiblical way of, of, of dating, an unbiblical way of, of pursuing people in marriage, I think a lot of times the, the reason you see that is because, um, you know, we're, 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 we are um, flawed. And, and there's an idea that there still is this desire to, to want to have some sense of free will where we can be able to, you know, make the decisions we want to make and pursue the things that we want to pursue. And I think that you see, you know, um, this is blending again together of culture. You know, culture is never really removed from the, the, the framework of how you even look in the Bible, there was culture that took place, you know. But I think what happens is, is that you have a, uh, a system or society that is based on this idea of being able to, you know, um, to pursue the things that you want to do, to have some level of, you know, control of how you want to live your life. And that can, you know, seep into the church. It can seep into the way that people, wow. you know, operate because, you know, we, we, you know, the church is made up of people and people are flawed. And, and so I think, you know, it goes back to biblical teaching. You know, there, there are some good books out there um, that speak to this idea of doing it God's way. Um, but I think ultimately to your point, you know, it, it is this idea of saying, okay, um, who is the Lord of my life? Is it me or is it, or is it Jesus? You know, and if Jesus is the Lord of my life, that means, you know, he's the Lord of every area of my life, even in my decisions when it comes to dating or pursuing a relationship or waiting on him, you know? 
And you are so right. There is a book called Date on Purpose Police yes. on withtheexes.com. That's www.withtheexes.com. It's under the bookstore tab. Uh, also, for the singles, the workbook, the singles expectation workbook is under online gems. The couples experience workbook is also under online gems because at the end of the day, if both of them had been guarded and doing what they were supposed to be doing, that one night would not have happened. Or at least it would have happened at that time, right. I would like to imagine. Right. Yeah, it's everybody being where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to be doing. When they're supposed to be doing it. When they're supposed to be doing it. And we say that from one week to the next. And I guess saying is, it, it sounds so simple to it me. It sounds simple. But why is it so hard? I think Chris talked about that. We just want to have this sense of will. This sense of I want to do it. Kind of like when you have kids and you know they go through that toddler thing where you're helping them to do everything. Right. Then when they get old enough they don't want you to help them do That's anything. True. And so I think we go through that and God is like let me tie your shoe. I can do it. Right. I can tie my right. own shoe. Right. Okay, but mm -hmm. the way you tie your shoe, you go right. on a fall. Right. Right. And we would just rather take the chance and see if we're gonna fall. And I want you to tie one shoe with that particular lace and not taking both ties and connecting them together. So you trip your so own self. So Yeah. Okay. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think it's like a sense of urgency. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. we have patience to wait on God. Because sometimes right. we do believe God takes too long. Right. Because, you know, a thousand right. years is a day to him. Right. Like, we don't really have that kind of time. Right. And I'm like, hurry up. But on the back end, there are some things that I wish I would have waited on God. Right. So just give Amen. me my thousand, my right. thousand years. Right. And Amen. I guess you have to wait it out. To see. To see. You know, my thing is, would you rather wait on him on the front end or wait on him on the back end? Because mm. Bathsheba was depressed uh -huh. when she fell into that deep depression. On the back end. Uh -huh, on the back end, I'm sure she probably thought about all those things on the front end. Yeah. And asked herself, man, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth it wanting to be seen with the king? Was it worth it, you know, having all these women? Because we have it bad when we walk in a room and all the women look at us and we like that. So we have a mm. bad wanting as a woman, wanting to be better than the next one. Mm -hmm. So mm. if you wait on the front end, it'll save you some heartache and pain on the back end. Absolutely. Mm. All day, mm. every day. All day, every day. Hopefully somebody gets that. I hope so. We did. And that was free. That was free. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. So, my next question would be, if you are David and Bathsheba, let's use mm -hmm. Will and Jada. Let's yes. go back to real life. Because I felt like if Will and Cherie, well, if Cherie had been willing to come to the table with Will, right. Um, this is the best way to say it. Remember I said that if you put yourself together, that marriage is going to die. Right. People don't really agree with that. Right. 
it will die. It will die. Now you can bring your ashes to Jesus right. and pray that he resurrects them because right. I believe that God is able to do that. Absolutely. If he so chooses not to, that's when we talked about get up and wash your face. Right. So if you are David and Bathsheba now or Will and Cherie now, if your marriage has bottomed out, right. you can still pick that up. And I think both of you together come to the table. We always talk about the two of you together come right. to the table. Right. Put the ashes down. Right. Figure out what you want to do with the ashes. Right. If you want to give them to Jesus, give them to Jesus and trust that he is going to do what is best for you. Right. Even if he mm. tells the leaning out person to go. Right. It's best yeah. for you. Right. But if he picks that thing up and makes something new out of it, right. run with it. Right. Yeah. I think the the problem yeah. is we have to identify where we are and how we got here. Right. It and looks like yeah. It and David was willing to say, "I got here because right. of what I did," but it was when Nathan came and called him on it. See, that was another thing I was wondering. Like, would David have ever? Felt bad about what he did. He would have thought he'd gotten away with if it. He had gotten away. Mm -hmm. uh, I. <sighs> you never know. Right. But to your point, how many of us in our marriage situations are open to somebody coming and telling us about our stuff? Because, you know, people don't even want me to say, uh, maybe you're going through what you're going through because you got something that God never intended for you to have. Like, you get right. mad about that mm. part. Right. So, if you're mad about that part, you're really, really not trying really to, to, hear right, to hear the rest. Mm. You might need to yeah. come to the table and say, you know what? We did put ourselves together. Right. You know, if I hadn't been pregnant, it's not my story, but somebody right. could say, if I hadn't gotten pregnant, right. you would not have married me. Right. If I hadn't gotten pregnant, I would not have married you. Right. You know, if you hadn't gotten that terminal diagnosis from the doctor, right. we may have waited and taken some time. They said you right. were going to die in six months. Right. It's you been six live. years. Right? Still living. <laughs> it's been six years. And I'm stuck with you. Yes. That's that's right. real. Mm -hmm. you so to die. Well, yeah, you fighting. If I could, uh, if I could interject a point, of course, you know, that I think y'all are saying, I think is really good. And I really, you know, um, you know, we, you know, when God sent Nathan, um, that was an act of love on God's part, right? Yeah. He didn't allow David yes. to stay in his sin. You know, he Believe says, I love you too much to allow you to stay in your sin. Mm -hmm. I got to call you on it. So a lot of times God will do that, even in the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, you know, when yeah. God came, they hid, right? And right. he called out to Adam and said, Adam, where are you? Where are you, Adam? Right? And then he says, you know, who told you that you were, right. you know, naked? You know, right. and even though he said, okay, because of your consequences, there's going to, you know, I mean, because of your sin, there's going to be consequences. Right. But he still, he still, you you know made clothing for them to put on you know in the sense of covering i'm, I'm still going to cover you i'm mm -hmm. still going to stay connected to you it's going to be a little harder you're going to have to go through some stuff you know but i still love you i'm still for you right going back to the idea in the context of marriage you know when people choose to get into a marriage and they're outside of the will of god and they start having issues and challenges yeah that marriage may come to the point of death and it may be that god doesn't does not restore it because he's not going to be held hostage to our choices and wow. a lot of Sometimes people they'll get into marriages and they make decisions and they're like, Hey, Lord, I want you to heal my marriage, I want you to fix my marriage and God's like, you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't bring that together. You know, that was your choice, you know. So the consequences that come from that, you know, I may not allow for it to, you know, continue as you pointed out. But
but the other piece of it too is we know that Jesus is a specialist in re in resurrecting dead things. Yes. And so we know that he is able to restore, you know, things that, you know, once were dead and bring it back to life. And so with that being said, we don't know how God is going to always move in that situation. But in order for God to do what he's going to do, there has to be willing participants. And so if you have two individuals who are willing to repent, they're willing to, to seek God and to input and to trust God, even if he chooses not to necessarily restore the marriage or if he does restore the marriage, the, the biggest piece that we have to look at the idea of marriage, again, we got to go back to what is the reason and the purpose for it. You know, the, the idea is not for your happiness, it's for your holiness. Um, in other words, God brings people together for his purpose, for his plan, you know, for his work, not for our work, not for our purpose, not for our plan. Our purpose may be, I want to be happy. I don't want to be alone. I, I, I want to have kids. I want to wait a minute. Know, wait a minute. Now, Chris, how many episodes mm -hmm. of With the Exes have you caught? Like, how many, how many shows have you heard or seen? <laughs> Tell the truth. This is my first one. This is my wow. first one. So you just said verbatim, word for word, what we've been saying from the one. beginning, having Amen. not seen or watched a show. And with Amen. that point, you are listening to With the Exes on Fishbowl Radio Network. is so interesting. I don't think you guys really realize how unique y'all are. Because I'm thinking, like, as I'm listening to y'all, I'm thinking about my mom being in the room with my dad's wife. Oh. That would never happen. Get caught up with the latest with the exes. Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere. So you can get to know me. Need a little love with the underdogs on top. And I'm gon' shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP. But you know I got Bow Shout it, shirt, man.
literally in the air right now, wrapping up a store. This first class, I am so new at this. Used to ride a metro, let us hit this retro. Like the infrareds on my feet, baby, let's go. Send out your what they know me by, not your what they call me. Gotta catch a flight, but the fans wanna stall me. I got a laptop in my back pocket, my pinnacle walk when I have cocket. Got a fat snap from that rat profit, made a living and a killing off it. Ever since Bill Clinton was filling office with Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack. I'm an MC, still as honest, but as rude and as indecent as all hell. Syllables, kill a hall, they kill them all. FBRN.US. Don't forget to download the free app on your smartphone and tablets and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome back to With The Exes. I'm Stoney Rose. I'm Lakinya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realists. And this is your safe place to start the hard conversations. We are wrapping it up with Reverend Chris Will for Under Construction, Manufactured Marriages, uh, King David, and Bathsheba Style. That's, yes. that's her new name, Bathsheba. Yes. So... I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about what you said earlier. God is not going to be held hostage by our choices. Yes. Talk about what that looks like and what we can do. I, I know we talked about repenting and two people coming to the table and being in agreement and ready to move forward. Right. Um, but we know that's not always the case. Right. So. God is still not going to be held hostage by those shenanigans either. You either right. come to the table together or you don't come at all right. when it comes to marriage. Right. So what does that look like being held hostage or God not being held hostage? Amen. Well, you know, I just want to share a couple of scriptures and I'll tie them all together. Um, we know that the Bible talks about in Galatians, uh, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So it's this idea of reaping and sowing, you know. Uh, the choices that I make, you know, um, have consequences to them. Now, where does that, where, what is the, what is the, what determines whether the consequences are good or bad? What determines that is, am I making choices that are based on God's purpose and plan um, for my life? In other words, God has a standard of how he wants us to carry ourselves, to conduct ourselves. Um, it's this idea of holiness or sanctification to be set apart for God's purpose for his plan. Um, in other words, God does not want our marriages to be like everybody else's marriage in the world. He wants our marriages to reflect his image and to reflect his glory, glory which means that we are aligning ourselves under his word. Um, and then that goes into this idea that anything not done in faith is sin. Um, and, and it's this idea of faith and what? Faith in God. God is the object of our faith. Not not faith in faith, not faith in ourselves, not faith in people, but faith in God. So anything not done in faith in his word is sin. Sin means to miss the mark. It means to not meet the expectation or the standard God has set for us. So when we choose to get into a marriage that God did not ordain, and we didn't you know, ask God to lead us into it, um, then what we are doing, we're basically telling God, I want you to take the choice that I made and make it work out. Wow. You know, I want you to take this marriage that I that I constructed, that I put together, and I want you to bless it and make it work. And God is like, no, it doesn't work that way. Mm. You know, if you follow me, I don't follow you. 
Wow. You know, I'm not your servant. I'm not a genie in a bottle that you can rub on a lamp and I give you three wishes based on what you're desiring. What we should be doing is we should be saying, Lord, I want to trust you with my whole heart, with my intellect, my, my, my emotions, and I want to not lean to my own understanding. I don't want to try to figure this thing out, make sense of what it should be for me. I want to acknowledge you. In other words, recognize your authority in all of my ways. That's everything we do. All means all. So I'm going to recognize your authority, recognize that you have the final say-so. And I'm going to say like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was saying, okay, Lord, if you can take this cup away from me, he was contemplating, okay, I'm struggling with this idea of going to the cross, but God, but Jesus right away said, nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. So then he says, acknowledge you in all of your ways, in all of my ways, and you said, you will direct my path or make straight my path. In other words, if you look in the, in the Hebrew, that whole idea of making our path straight means that it was crooked. See, we're crooked. We have we, we we're not what we need to be. So we can't think straight. We don't have the capacity to understand the mind of God. So when we get involved in a relationship that we didn't consider and seek God's counsel, it's crooked. It's jacked up. It's messed up. And so now we're trying to get God to bless our mess. Wow. Wow. That was a good ending place right there yes. because that I think is what most I can't say everybody right. but I think that's where a lot of people are absolutely and you want to get help but you don't know where to go to get the help and then when right. you have the courage to finally figure out where the help is you may or may not be received for getting the help or you may be quote-unquote rebuked for going right. to get help whatever right. the situation is that was really good that's and that it. was a good visual yeah that was really good visual yes we appreciate you. Is there a way for you to be contacted? Like, is there a way that if somebody wanted to hear a little bit more about this from you specifically, that you would like for them to be able to reach you? Well, you know, this is what I would I would do. Um, I know that I'm still working on this myself. My wife and I are working on the Blended Family Ministry. Uh, we both are, you know, the products of being in a, in a marriage that failed and then getting into another marriage and, and trying to make that work. Uh, we have five kids, four girls, one boy, and one big, happy, black Brady Bunch family. And so um, we are working on trying to get those details uh, worked out. We do have a, a, a company that my wife owns that we are trying to develop this ministry through called the Wheel of Success Group. So, like my last name, Wheel of I Success like Group, and um, the uh, the email address that individuals can reach out to us um, um, to learn more about ministry opportunities in the future is Wheel of Success at gmail.com. Again, that's Wheel of Success at gmail.com, and um, and and we're getting started. So, you know, uh, hopefully in the in the future, y'all will have me back, and we can talk a little bit more about what we're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> it's unanimous. It's unanimous. We thank you so much for joining us. Um, we've got a few more things. Well, thank to you for having of. me. We're not going to like just thank have you, you holding on. <laughs> thank you for calling. All right. Well, y'all take care and y'all have a blessed evening. You, you too. too. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Good. That was really good. And if you have anything that you want to share or add to this conversation, there is still time to get it in at 214-717-4678. You can post your questions or your comments on Facebook. We see you guys laughing with and at us. We yes. appreciate you. Yes. Um, that was just a lot of information and a lot of good information. Absolutely. As I like when we're quiet because we're listening. But at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, it's getting a little heavy. We kind of need to laugh. Right, right. But you know, to be honest, I was thinking about your, how you laid it out under construction. And I don't even know if you really thought in depth about the title. But when you think about something under construction, there's a structure, a building yes. that is actively being worked on. Yes, that was the point. And so, a lot of people get into marriages thinking, once we're married, it's done. Oh, yeah. It, it's just starting. It's just starting. You're just now laying foundations. You're just now putting in tiles. You're just now painting buildings. I mean, I just feel like the title yes. was amazing. Thank just you. to tie all of this in with David and Beth. Bathsheba, you know, from one week to the next, I tell you guys all the time, I am on a journey, so I'm praying. And yes. if you want to be part of the journey right now, it's 214-717-4678. But I'm talking about just trusting God from one week to the next. Because, yes. you know, I told you that my nerves get bad from one week to the next. Which is good. And I always go, am I supposed to be talking about this? Am I even supposed to be doing this show? Am I supposed to be doing this show now? Right. And then it works out. So I say, okay, I was supposed to be doing this show. I'm supposed to be doing this show now. And I'm supposed to be talking about exactly what we're talking about. And just know whenever you feel like you're not supposed to, keep doing it. Okay, keep doing it. Yes, because that's, that, that's the confirmation. That's good. Because nothing fights against stuff that's not helpful. And that's good. Um, it's very helpful because from one week to the next, one guest to the next, everybody is confirming what we said. Now, we are not licensed. Right. We are not clinical. And we don't claim to be. I'm not even trying to be. We're just regular, right. everyday mamas who work, who have lives, relationships, families, the whole right. nine. Who are so, bold and not fearful. Right. Talking about the hard stuff. And that comes because, like I said last week, God reveals what He wants to reveal to who He wants to reveal it to. It. So I cannot be ashamed of what He's given me right. in this season that right. I'm in. Because you don't even know what I had to go through to get this information. But just know we had to go through something Because we're here. <laughs> right. So I want you to recognize where you are in your own relationship I love nice. the hearts and the smiles thank you guys yes. um, just recognize where you are from one week to the next Absolutely. week that's what this show is about for me right. it has it doesn't have anything to do with your mate per se right this is an individual journey that we are all on healing yes so if you want to be the best person for your mate be the best person for yourself and then oh, yeah and then let's see what happens with the overflow right 
So that's all that we're really trying to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. I'm really enjoying what we're doing. Right. Uh, it brings me peace and joy, and I know that people are listening. If I just helps. pray that somebody will reach out and say, you know, that was that was life changing. Right. That was transformational. But I've had people to say it. That's good. That's they, good. They don't say it all the time on Facebook Live. No, right, because it's but, private, and mm -hmm, we've said that from day mm -hmm. one. This is private information, but and they we respect will send that. A text, and they'll say, hey. That did something for me. Oh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, I absolutely appreciate that. So, as far as what's coming up next, I told you guys, God has given me topics. We're good to go to Labor Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> However, as our audience, if there's something that you want us to talk about, if there's something that you want us to touch on, go ahead and send us an email, info yes. at with the excess dot com. Go on the website, complete the little contact field, just send it to us. Say, have you guys thought about this? Would you consider this, that, or the other? And if it's something that's real to you, that means it's real. Absolutely. Yeah, real is real. And yes. so whatever your hard conversation is, we want to be able to help you navigate that conversation. Right. No matter who is with. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who is with. Right. Be free to say what you need to say to whomever you need to say it to. Yes. Starting with you. No, we have to start with us. Yes. Start with you first. Yes. So, I am just super excited to be in this space where we are all under construction. Absolutely. And we acknowledge it. Right. Um, Happy about it happy about it and hearing him say that God basically isn't going to co-sign on your foolishness I hadn't said it that way but I can but say it like good. that now yeah you can't do what you want to do and expect God to co-sign on it mm -hmm. and then get mad at everybody else for calling it what it is right that's the part we really as a community and as a society need to work on we need to not be so judgmental right. of other people. There's a time and a place for it. I right. get that. I told y'all. I know the scriptures. Right. I'm in agreement with the scriptures. We have to practice grace right. more. Right. We'll judge you later on. Right. Let's love on you and then tell you what you did wrong. Right. But let's do it together. Can we do it together? That part. Together. That's what community is. That's what community is. Working together. You don't have to be by yourself. No. I'm with you. That's what this show is. Right. We're a community. And, and the thing is, you and I are not just together on air. No, no. We do life together. Like, for real, for real. For real, for real. So, you know, as a community, I'm, when you have a problem, that's my problem. Especially if you have an answer. But I don't know that if I don't talk to you about my problem. There you go. You, you don't have to do life by yourself. But when you do do life by yourself, it's a choice. That's your choice. Yes. Yeah, that's the your Lord choice. The working on me with that. Because a lot of times we feel like, you know, well, I, you know, I, I got it together. I, you know, when you know you don't. But when you come out in the open, you want to you wanna look, look like, like you, you do. do. Yes. You know, don't let the red hair fool you. You know, there are days I don't have it together. Yeah. But I, how easy can I get it together? If I just send you a text and say, hey, you know, today is... And then you send me something back, which puts me back on my A-game. Yeah, because that's where we want to be. That's where we want to be. We want to be a support system. So find somebody 
if you don't have anybody we're available like we're available <laughs> we are available and if we don't know we will find out yeah we'll find out between yes. the two of us we will find out Absolutely. so now we know that the conference is coming up we also know that it's local I wanted to yes. tell people if you have events that are going on in your community around the world wherever you are if you get that to us we will share it and that's free Absolutely. community service PSA community service. so if there's something that you are doing marriage conference singles conference just any type of community event that you want us to share just send it to us and we'll share it we want to we absolutely want to right. and again if you haven't gone to with X's in a while it is new the scheme has changed somewhat I'm still a fan of Tiffany blue that probably won't change I can't help it but the resources are out there um, marriage untamed information is currently out there I'll see what I can find for Chris and their organization because I love that with using their last name so I'll get that taken care of also we want to remind you guys if you are in a tough spot we talked about this last week just stand yeah if you can't do anything else if you are really in your marriage going I don't even know where to start right now just stand right. can you stand up right. if you stand up take a breath look around center yourself and it'll come to you I promise I totally you agree with yeah that. because once you get up you can see above your circumstances and your right. situation. Right. So it's, it's not just enough to look up. People say, you know, right. when you fall down on your back, all you got to do is look up. No, you got to do a little more than look yeah. up. You yeah, have to get that? up. <laughs> yeah, that? you have to get up. Okay, that that is good to me. Get up. Ooh, yes, just get <laughs> up. And with that in mind, we will be back. You are listening to With the Excess and Fishbowl Radio Network. Tony Rose from With The Exes. I would like to take this time to say thanks to all of our sponsors and listeners of the show. In appreciation of your loyalty, we will work harder to provide more quality topics and yes, for your listening pleasures, because as you know, that's somebody's reality. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. And let me tell you about my life Painkillers only put me in a twilight We're pretty black and Benjamin is the highlight And tell my mama I love her but this what I like Life is a balance You lose your grip you can slip into an abyss No doubt you see these niggas tripping Ego in charge of every move he's a star And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts He's falling apart but we deny it Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped We always buy it I apologize Took for my child to be born See through a woman's eyes Took for these natural twins To believe in miracles Took me too long for this song I don't deserve you I harass you out in Paris Fools almost to that jet propulsion Mariana's trans deeper than the blackest ocean Mind acts of motion Massive notes and slashing throats And crashing posts And acid potion Rap slack the souls I burn them a rope Some shattering cattle and catapults With animal codes Convicts 
that I'm God from above and miraculous like the leader of all the last pass classic class. You're probably holding your smartphone or tablet right now. So simply go to your app store, search Fishbowl Radio Network and download the new app for free. Then bam, continue listening to the hottest content from sports, music, entertainment, talk radio and gospel. The Fishbowl Radio Network app, available free. Download it now. Welcome back to With the Exes. I'm Sonny Rose. I'm Lakinya Moore. And we are the Relationship Realists. And this has been really, really, really good. We have a listener's comment. Construction gets really dirty and messy. We forget that. We forget that. So when we get thrown off, we see the dirt that gets kicked up. Woo! Yeah, that that's really good. Because construction is dirty. It is very And it's hard work. Okay, so around my school, they're working on the streets. So, when school first started, they were working on one of the side roads. Mm -hmm. So, driving from my school, coming a certain way, I would always have to drive through the construction. Um, you wash your car, then you drive through all the dust. So, I'm not actually a part of the construction crew. Wow. But I'm affected by it. Mm-hmm. Now, I had two nails in my tires, like, months <gasps> apart because of the construction. Right. Somebody else's mess. Because of someone else's mess. Then it caused me to have to buy two new tires. So, your mess caused me to buy two new tires. All because you left nails in the unfinished work. Right. But after they cleaned up everything and they fixed the streets, I was appreciative. I'm not happy that I spent my money on those tires. Right. But I was appreciative of the fact that you fixed the streets. And now when I drive by, it's smooth. So now I don't have to get a flat because of the how bumpy it is right. or even need a wheel alignment which would have cost me more than just buying a tire. Mm -hmm. I mean there are just so many things, so many benefits to the finished work. So although during the process I wasn't happy, I was okay with the finished product. Right. Now let me tell you this, so now they've started construction in another area. Okay. So you get finished with one part. Now they start construction in another area. Right. So I'm still being affected. So it was only smooth for a minute. Then they start construction again. So life happens. Life happens. And sometimes even during construction, you're unhappy. It's crazy. It gets good. You're riding smooth. And then bam, on another area. So you're being affected still, it's just in another area. Right. But they're still trying to make it better. And convenient for you. Absolutely. So it's construction isn't a bad thing. It can absolutely be a good thing. It can absolutely be a good thing. But I have 
to have the end result in mind. Because wow. when I'm driving early in the morning and I see these bumps, because one morning I didn't know the construction was happening. So I really should have left like 10 minutes earlier. I wasn't notified about the construction. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all in the way you're looking at the construction, all in the way the construction affects you. That was really good. Like, if, like I'm not even... Uh, a construction worker <laughs> but I could follow that I try to be I try to fix stuff but no that don't always work right. but that was a really good visual and what I got from that was even when you finish one part even right. let's think about the house right okay so we just did the bathroom right now we're gonna move on to the kitchen right now those two rooms are done and we are going to do something completely different. And so Absolutely. life continues to happen. Absolutely. You may get your money right, but then something happens with the kids. Right. So now the money is taken care of and the kids are taken care of and something happens with maybe one of the parents. I was just thinking that. So life just happens. Right. We got an amen. It's all <laughs> in the perspective. Yes. Yes. So whether you are responsible for building it right are you're responsible for how you respond to the people who are doing the building absolutely it's all your perspective oh it's like they're doing this for me right. right so if you find yourself in a situation where you recognize from the beginning of the show they're not trying to fix you right. it's for the betterment of you right then you might want to hold on to that now right. if you're in a situation where they're just making a mess just for the heck of making a mess like they really haven't even fixed anything they right. just going from room to room to room two years later making a mess and there's no progress right we need to come to the floor and and have a meeting on this or how about we start in the kitchen then we go to the restroom then we go to the baby's room we have a plan but but the thing is you haven't finished the kitchen Oh yeah, you Can have to. Can I get to. you to finish the kitchen first? And that's what a lot of us do. That's what a lot of us do. Yeah. We go from one room to the next to the next, not finishing anything. We get tired of looking at it. We I'm just throwing that out there. This. We do. We don't want to talk about everything. We want to talk about some things. Right. And we want to make what that looks good up. look look good yes. and cover up the rest. Yeah. I fixed the window, but I'm going to put a tablecloth over this pile over here. Right. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. No, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> that is not what we're doing. That is not. The text messages are coming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thank you guys for listening and for joining us for tonight. Uh, that was seasons of more. Like I was gonna get two seasons of more, especially since last week was so good that we didn't even do it. I was literally gonna say seasons of more, but oh, wow. that was it under construction. Unless you had something else to add, but I do thank Chris for being here. I thank Absolutely. you guys for watching, for texting. Um, up next week, we are gonna have Doctor Guy. Guess what she's doing? And I'm what? so excited. Marriage and mental health. I think it's time. <laughs> we got a comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have a listener. That is beautiful. Thank you. He says he's throwing his oh, shoes. Throw your shoes. Oh, yes. That means that we did a great job. I appreciate that. Because y'all know we're learning and growing. But next Absolutely. week. 
Dr. Guy will be here to talk about marriage and mental health. And for whatever reason, that is just near to my heart because yes. I think that there are people in these spaces like Bathsheba right. in that depression. What do I do? Right. This is me. Everything that y'all have said from one week to the next, this is me. And I just want help. Right. I don't know if I want the marriage. Right. I don't know if I want my wife. I don't know if I want my husband. Right. I do know that I want help. Right. So tune in Monday for that show because we're going to get you Ooh. the help. Yes. You make your own decision, but we're going to give you the options. Ooh. Yes, we are. And we're going to bring a switch for everybody that hit a bag of Skittles behind somebody's back Ooh. and denied them the options that they needed. I just feel like saying that, like, I'm sure. I can use a crutch. I, I can use you a crutch. Because <laughs> we're going to help people. Yeah. And so, if you feel like you've allowed somebody to take something from you, we're going to help you reclaim it and get it back. I love that. That's what we're doing so next we're Monday. Force next month. That's what we're doing. Yes. That's what, the, that's, that's what the anointed do. You guys enjoy this song. It is from a listener. Shout out to Terrence Black out in the ATL. Yeah. I heard this. I like this. Wow. And I said wow. we were gonna roll out yes. to this. Love it. No, it's not coming up like right now. The producer's looking at me like <laughs> I just got excited. I got excited about the song that's coming up. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, and we'll see you guys next week.
Rose and LaKenya. Catch our show with the X's. With the X's? Yes. Catch with the X's every Monday from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. On our show, be prepared to discover a safe place to start the hard conversations. Like, does love really exist? Or can you have only one soulmate? What about boundaries? Girl, maybe what I learned from my ex? Ooh. But what about how to build yourself back up once you've been broken? Now that's good. Let's talk about it. Well, let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Groovy Gary, and I'm just letting you know you made an awesome choice by tuning in to Fishbowl Radio Network on FBRN.us. Keep it locked right here. Fishbowl Radio Network, FBRN.us. This year, make your corporate event, holiday party, or birthday magical with the Magic Mirror Photo Experience. Your guests will love it and be talking about it for days. Plus, they'll even get to walk away with their own unique red carpet picture. It's fun, unique, and gives your occasion that special touch that your guests will appreciate. The Magic Mirror. Find us on Facebook to book now. Search Mirror Image Rentals. That's Mirror Image Rental. Let the magic begin. This is Carlos Guedes Harpies. I would like to see you guys this Saturday night at Sisikis at the Star, located at 6765 Winning Drive in Frisco. I'll be performing instrumental high-energy music at 6.30 until 9.30 p.m. Make your reservation today at 972-377-2276. Remember, Sisikis at the Star is a place to hang out on Saturday nights. For upcoming dates, look for me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 